Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And here in the studio with me today, I have Miss Rosalie Mortalero. I love I love that. Um, she is the communications manager for the Chef's Taste Challenge. And it was something that is coming up right around the corner. You're and I just had to share it with everybody. So thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Amy. Well, so Rosalie, I have had the opportunity to go to the Chef's Taste Challenge. And how many years has it been going on now? This is the fourth annual event. So four years. So I think I, by the time I found out about it the first time, I had missed the boat. And then I was able to, you know, jump on for the next couple and it's super fun. Why don't you tell our listeners, like, what is the Chef's Taste Challenge? Well, the Chef's Taste Challenge this year, we have, we are doing the Battle of the Gulf, and we are pitting four New Orleans chefs against four Gulf Coast chefs. And then we will have a panel of judges that will rate the chefs, but the audience will also get to choose and everybody will get a ballot, and they will uh, rate the chefs on, you know, the taste of the dish, the appearance, different factors. And then we will select a fan favorite at the end of the night, and we will crown a gold winner, a silver winner, and, and the fan favorite. And then we'll also announce which team is the winning team. That was going to be my question. You know, are they like a team? Are they competing against each other? It's kind of a little bit of both, right? Correct. Correct. And, you know, chefs love competition, so I can only imagine the level of uh, game that they're going to bring. Right. But they all, in in the past, everyone's always work, worked very well together. There haven't been any, you know, nefarious tricks to undercut fellow chefs, of course. So, well, you know, I, um, I was looking at the menu and when we think about the Chef's Taste Challenge and it's, you know, coinciding with the Farm to Table conference that's going on and um, all the, the seasonal ingredients that we think of here in South Louisiana right now, knowing we're kind of the end of the season, things, it's hot, but, you know, our greens, our peppers are still coming in. But I looked at the menu and I'm like, okay, I need to Google what some of this stuff is. Breadfruit. So... so <laughs> How how did we get all these crazy ingredients that the chefs had to pick from? Well, we have relationships with different agricultural departments from across the United States, and they are so kind and generous to donate products from their state that are in season right now. So we are getting things like uh, kale from Indiana, Anna, which I didn't know Kale was, was a product of Indiana. Now we know. The yes. more you know. <laughs> We're getting breadfruit from Hawaii, and that's something that I need to Google later on because I've heard of breadfruit, but I'm not So I exactly. just Googled oh, it for okay, you. Good. So I'll tell you. So it's a flowering tree in the mulberry and jackfruit family. So breadfruit is not to be confused with jackfruit, but evidently <laughs> they are in the same family. And um, it's a kind of a, a tropical uh, plant, and it's just this big green ball. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Well, it is going to be paired with frog legs, so that will definitely be a unique dish that we'll want to try. If you're into adventurous dishes, that will definitely be a first because I've never had frog legs or breadfruit, so I'm looking forward to that. 
And, you know, I, I, I can only imagine what uh, Chef Matthew, who has the bread, fruit, and frog legs, what he was thinking whenever he was like, oh, my gosh, I can't <laughs> wait to see what comes out of the kitchen, right? <laughs> right, exactly, because I'm sure frog legs is a no-brainer for a Louisiana chef, but, you know, he bread, fruit, that could be kind of puzzling. I'm, I'm sure he knows what it is, but, um, you know, it is something unusual, and, and you know, it's very creative. Well, now, so um, there are some other dishes that I go, now, how did this guy get so lucky, right? (laughs) Um, So why don't you walk our listeners through how these crazy combinations happened and how the chefs got the ingredients that they are cooking with? We held an ingredient draft similar to like a football draft, and each of the chefs got on a conference call, and they were assigned a number, and then they picked for what the order that they would select their protein. So if you got number one, then you got to have the first pick. If you got number eight, then you just had to pick what was left over, and you didn't get a say in it. So you could be, um, you know, a, a Louisiana chef having to uh, work with, you know, a protein that that you're not familiar with or vice versa. So then we flipped it and the last person got to be the first uh, person to choose their uh, side dish. So um, if you were, you know, if if you picked, if you were last and got frog legs and you could pick um, the first uh, protein, I mean, the first vegetable like breadfruit. So that's how we came up with some chefs doing tuna and squash or beef and kale or New York strip and jackfruit. Um, so, yeah, there are different combinations and it may sound a little odd, but when you taste it, they are so creative and um, these are really experienced chefs. You, you will uh, know some of the restaurants when we mention them. And, um, you know, it's def- if you're an adventurous eater, this is definitely the event that you want to be at. Well, so how far in advance do they know what their ingredients are? Like, did they just have like a week to figure it out or um, they had a few weeks to kind oh, of yeah, play around? Oh, yeah, it was a few weeks. It was about three weeks ago that we had the draft. And then, um, but we don't know what they're making. So they, we know what ingredients they have, but even we don't know exactly what they're going to make out of it, like how they're going to prepare it. Or so it's going to be a surprise on um, on Friday. So in past years, you know, if y'all have been doing this for four years, obviously this whole draft system works um, <laughs> because I haven't heard of anything that people were like, oh, my God, that was awful. Um, but have y'all had some dishes that you can remember in the past that you were like, this is crazy, crazy, delicious, actually, but crazy. Right. <laughs> well, actually, the winner of the first year, he made this dish that was kind of like um uh what do they call the the modern uh gastro what yes. do they call it so i'm sorry it's kind of a molecular, <laughs> molecular gastronomy molecular dish. gastronomy he had something that it was like a whipped foam gelatin cloud or something and it was it just sounded really odd but when you tasted it the flavor was just incredible and it propelled him to the top spot and he won the the competition so um you know you can't judge things on 
you know, if you haven't heard of it before, it, it could be something that is very delicious. So when I look back, I was able to go last year and there were some delicious dishes. And then there were some that my husband and I, we had to, we had to go, we trust these guys. We're going to try it. And, you know, I look at my friend, Jacob Curtin, he had smoked eel as one of his. And then um, you go, well, how did this guy get the whole pig? And Jacob got the smoked eel. But I think, (laughs) you know, one of the craziest (laughs) was an octopus and mayhaw jelly. And I was just like, wow. And you realize that this has to kind of inspire buyer chefs whenever they are getting ingredients they aren't working with it, it kind of lights a little yeah, especially spark. you know a, a chef from the midwest how often does he get to use octopus he's really got a call on you know his skills so and we are going to benefit from that so well i will say that i last year i ate so many of alex harrell's uh chorizos and uh i think it had like field peas or pink eyed peas or yes. something And I just was like, okay, this is so good. But you realize that, you know, as a guest at these events, I think there's two strategies that you can take on. You go, okay, we have all this great food, all these great chefs. So should we eat as much as we can for the week before so we can stretch our (laughs) stomach so we can eat more when we get there? Or do we like wait and like save up all our calories for that moment. Is there a strategy that you like? Well, I, I'm. what I've learned is you don't have to eat all of the dish. So take a few bites and then go on to the next one because you can. Um, we usually have some leftover where if you wanted to get a second portion, you can. But because um, if you eat all of the first dish that you try, then you are going to be full by the time you get to the second or third dish. So just take a few bites and then um, and then move on to the next one and then, you know, go back and get more if um, if you really liked something. Last year, we implemented our uh, what I call the Jazz Fest strategy, which is divide and conquer. Uh-huh. And so my husband went and got a couple of different things and I got a couple of different things and we sat down and then we That's tasted perfect. all of it. So then we could <laughs> kind of compare perfect. it side by side, but <laughs> nobody got too, too full. Right. But I did eat his uh, pink eye piece because I, I was like, no, <laughs> needed we need a second helping of, of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for tell everybody when the event is going to happen and how they can kind of get involved. Okay. Well, the event is this Friday, September 7th at 6 p.m. We are going to have a wine reception with uh, which is sponsored by Bonterra Organic Wines. And there will also be a cash bar. The dinner itself starts at 7 p.m., and there will be wine pairings for each dish. Uh, If you didn't have enough in the wine reception, we'll have (laughs) more wine, and there will be a wine at every station that goes with the particular dish. So you will have to pace yourself if you want to try, you know, 10 different things. I'm sorry, eight different things. Um, And then we will also have complimentary beer from Lazy Magnolia, which is uh, a Mississippi brewer, and um, that will be for your enjoyment. Um, The best part is that um, a portion of the ticket sales will benefit Edible Schoolyard New Orleans, which is an organization that teaches kids to grow and prepare their own food. 
So, um, you know, your ticket will benefit these kids and they might be future uh, challengers in, you know, the battle of the Gulf, uh, you know, 2030. And I love that. I love looking <laughs> to the future like right, that. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, would like to offer your listeners a 10% discount. The tickets are $99. So if you get two tickets, you'll get $20 off. Um, and use code WINEDINE at chefstastechallenge.com. And I love that, you know, we have so many choices of things to do here in New Orleans. And we love to have them all surrounded by food and the opportunity, you know, with these great chefs from New Orleans, but these chefs from other places that we might not get to experience their food to have everybody all together in one place so we can kind of open up our possibilities is pretty exciting. So why don't you tell people who's going to be there? Who are some of these chefs? Well, some of the names you may recognize, um, we have the, uh Byron Bradley, he is a chef with Dookie Chase. We have Chef Matthew Guillory. He is a chef and instructor with New Orleans School of Cooking. We have Chef Justin Ross from Pesh Seafood Grill and Roseanne Rostiker. She is a chef at Red Gravy in New Orleans. So those are all places that I've enjoyed. Um, And... uh, then we have uh, chefs from Alabama, Florida, um, and uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Alabama and Florida. That's our Gulf Coast representatives. Well, and when I look at the menu and as a chef, I start going, oh, what would I do? What would I do? And so, of course, you want to start making predictions of what are these chefs going to do with these dishes? And I'll be curious to see if my predictions are going to match the final outcome. Do you have any predictions on what you would do if somebody showed up at your house with any of these ingredients? Oh, I would probably play it safe and go with the shrimp (laughs) because, you know, I would not, uh, I don't feel comfortable enough trying to, um, you know, work with say frog legs or something like that. So, um, you know, I'm always a big fan of the shrimp. Well, and so I'll be curious to see how many of these chefs play it safe and how many chefs get wild and crazy. They, they all pretty much always get adventurous. And I'm I'm kind of jealous of uh, Chef Chris with Mansour's because I'm like, dude, you're from Louisiana. You got shrimp and collard greens. Right. But right. I think that we're going <laughs> to hold a higher level of expectation because we know that guy can cook some shrimp and collard greens. Right. Um, and I, you know, I look at things like the, um, drum fillets and hearts of palm and just last night I cooked dinner for my husband and he's on this crazy low carb kick and we made pasta out of hearts of palm wow and I had never heard of it and it's really it's it's not real pasta it's like thinly sliced pieces of hearts of palm to pretend like it tastes <laughs> like pasta spiralized but so uh you know And in order to get that, I pretty much had to Google what can I cook with hearts of palm. (laughs) And so I wonder, you know, if they if Google has been uh, tracking some crazy combinations (laughs) since uh, all these chefs pulled their ingredients. Right. Well, what you said about the higher standard, that is why we have a panel of professional judges who are uh, professionals in the industry balanced with the fan vote, because, of course, um, you know, something that plays it safe, 
could usually be the fan favorite, but something that takes a little culinary risk, um, the judges will appreciate that and score it higher. So we have a good balance. We'll have a good balance between um, tried and true things and then also if you do like to be adventurous. And so whenever guests arrive at the event and they have the wine, is it kind of more like a, a reception where everybody's visiting and walking around or do they have to sit down and stay in their seat? Oh, no. It's it's in the pre-function area of the Great Hall at the Convention Center, which is the corner of the Julia Street entrance. And so it is a lively reception. They'll have music and um, plenty of wine flowing, people walking around, talking. It's not, um, you know, a stuffy sit-down event. And then the doors will open, and um, Randy Russo, she is an anchor on WDSU, she will welcome everyone to the Taste Challenge, and then everybody will get their voting card, and they'll start going to the different stations and you can walk around and eat or we will have some seating areas if you want to sit and enjoy so it's whatever style you want and if i remember correctly that um the chefs had to bring their dish at some point to the judges at a table and we, like at I think it was like on a stage in the middle. And so we could kind of watch the chefs the as they walked and then see how the judges responded, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of fun too. And um, we do have two of our previous winners are serving as judges. And it occurred to me that they might be, uh, you know, the harsher judges because they know they've been there. They have experienced this. And so they know um, what kind of standards you have to uphold in this type of competition. And so we will have the benefit of, of them being on the panel. And uh, Chef Kamana Chi, he had a really interesting dish last year. You probably remember it. It, was, it looked like a sundae. It yes. had a tomato as a, a, a cherry tomato as a cherry. And then he had the pork and um, it was like some kind of uh, mashed root vegetable. And um, that won the top prize. So that'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Well, I'm kind of excited about it. And I'm actually bringing one of my chef interns with me as my sidekick. And uh, he, the text he sent me last night was, oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Chef, is this a super dressy event? Can I wear new, my new shoes I just bought? So when people are buying their tickets, is this something they have to wear a cocktail dress or are they getting, how, how, how do we tell them? What should I, should Chef Jack wear his new shoes? Yeah, I'd say maybe like smart casual, um, you know, not necessarily a beaded cocktail gown, but not jeans. So something smart casual, I'd say. I, I like that smart casual. <laughs> and and in this day and age, we don't know what the weather's going to be. So smart it, casual needs to be smart, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, so we have a little bit of time left. And so I want to talk um, about the actual organization and with uh, Chef's Taste Challenge. And I know that y'all are... Um, kind of added on to the Farm to Table Network event. When people come to this, can they go to both events? Can they go to this 
the Chef's Chase Taste Challenge, but also see what the Farm to Table Conference has to offer? Well, it's the, the events are not running concurrently. Okay. It will be three separate events over two days. So what we'll have is during the day on Friday will be the Farm to Table Experience, which is the educational conference for people who um, have an interest in the food industry, whether you work in it or you uh, are an amateur farmer or, uh, you know, you sell, you have a side business selling products. It's it's issues that, um, that are challenging the agriculinary community right now. So it's a professional event, and that'll run until about 4 o'clock on Friday. So then we'll turn it around. We'll have Chef's Taste Challenge on Friday night. Then, and that's for, you know, mom and dad. And then the next day, people can come back with their families and their kids on Saturday to the Farm and Table Jamboree, which will, uh, Fambury, I'm sorry, we had a little uh, branding change this year. Fambury, because families are welcome. And um, we will have cooking demos and home and garden education we will have farm animals uh, brought by North Shore um, High. Um, they have a farmer's club there. And um, we'll have a kid zone. We will have a family fitness stage, music. And best of all, we are going to have Amanda Shaw uh, performing at the end of the day, doing a little concert. So if anybody would like to see the schedule of events um, we have it listed at farmandtablenola.com. It starts at 11 a.m. and goes on to 6 p.m. And I would like to remind everyone it is completely free. Um, and there's just so many fun things to do out there. And uh, last year, the farm animals were such a big hit. And uh, by popular demand, they are back this year. So um, you don't want to miss it. And, you know, free who doesn't right. love an event that you can bring the whole family to that's free and the kids are learning something they're entertained it's it, it sounds like a like a lot of fun and hey by the way mom and dad get to see a concert and the kids get yes. to see a concert well and it's rain or shine because um, we will have some outdoor activities, but um, a lot of it will be indoors. And so if it is if it is raining, we will move the outdoor portion inside. So that can be a dilemma on the weekends if you had something planned and it gets canceled. But this won't get canceled because we're 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 inside. Well, I so. love it inside. It's like. Perfect. It's like the kind of uh, 72 degrees and perfect, right? Well, we've, got, we, we've got an answer for all, all the excuses. Like, what if it rains or I don't have money to go or, you know, just come on. It's free. It's inside. We're going to be in the air conditioning. You won't be hot. It's not like, you know, you don't have to wear your sunscreen or. Well, so uh, for my listeners out there, I've been talking to Miss Rosalie Mortalero with the uh, Chef's Taste Challenge. And they do have some discounted coupons and tickets. And uh, can you tell everybody again one more time where they can buy their tickets and how much they cost and when the event starts? Sure. The event is Friday, September 7th, starting at 6 p.m. with the wine reception and dinner at 7. The tickets are $99.00. And we are offering Amy's listeners a 10% discount if you go to chefstastechallenge.com. And uh, when you complete the ticket portion at the on the final page, there will be a, 
uh, a field to enter, a code. Enter code WINE DINE, all caps. Wine, dine, all caps. And that's what we're going to do this weekend. We're going to wine and dine and enjoy some food. I want to do a shout out and a cheer for the Gulf Coast team from the New Orleans area. So uh, Chef Matt, Chef Justin, Chef Roseanne, and uh, Chef Byron. Now, does the Baton Rouge team get to, are they, who's? The Denim Springs competitor he is not on the New Orleans team, but he is on the Gulf Coast team. On the Gulf Coast so team. So it's Louisiana versus Louisiana in that case. Oh, I love it. Game <laughs> on. And we'll see um, We'll see which chef uh, wins this and which ingredients are the most interesting combinations and the most delicious. So for my listeners, get out there Friday night. And don't forget to bring the family out over the weekend and enjoy the um, the fambury and learn all about food and animals and nature and all that good stuff. So you've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sense. Until next time, ciao.